Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor of a church called Soul here at Alostar in Malaysia. Now, I'm a curious kind of guy and I love to learn new stuff. So in this podcast, we will dive into conversations with different individuals that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. I believe the conversations on this podcast will help us expand our perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. I believe that smelling good is important. It definitely affects our behavior and the surrounding. I've used their products before and it smells amazing. And I'm excited that this episode is sponsored by our dear friends over at Analog Apotic. They make solid colognes that are pocket-sized and it's easy to apply and you will smell good instantly. So no more worrying about those date nights. Important occasion and also a good gift for anyone. They've recently ventured into scented candles and I think it's the easiest way to change your environment. You can view their products at www.analogapodic.com or visit their Instagram at analogapodic. It is always a pleasure when we have some of our best guest speakers, but he is more of like our relationship guru. Keith, it's so good to have you back again. Thank you, Dan. Good to be back. And we are kicking off this new season with you. And we just think that we need to have you, um, especially with the, I mean, everything that's been taking place around the world. And I, I've come to realize that there's been a pattern or something interesting. I, I came across um, this statistics online and it showed that how pornography usage has been on the rise during the pandemic. And so today, really, I, I thought it'd be interesting to talk to you about porn. I've talked to um, Andy <laughs> about it uh, last year, uh, but I think a lot of people are still battling with it. So today, really, the question is, how do we stop watching porn? And I think it really, it's, it goes back to the mind. It's, it's a mindset thing. And mm-hmm. I think... I think a couple of years ago when uh, I was sharing with you about something that I've been going through and mm. I, I told you about, you know, how when I use a computer for a long period of time, then I begin to realize that actually it's because I'm not careful of my time or my usage on it. And this is something that during the whole MCO, I was like just aware, okay, four hours is enough, you know, three hours is enough. I guess got to rest my mind because I just, I just realized I get tired. But I think mm. this is only just one of the ways that we could really prevent it. So in your perspective, what are your thoughts about pornography anyway? Uh, thank you so much once again for uh, doing this, uh, Dan. And I appreciate that uh, you are always out there uh, talking about the most <laughs> sensitive or controversial topic. And uh, I, I, I hope you ask me something else like finance or discipline. <laughs> maybe or maybe in the to... future. <laughs> <laughs> pornography. Um, I think... I, I, I want to come. I want to come in a perspective where there are different um, listeners here. Some they listen in a way where they want to help someone they love. Uh, some yeah. are actually a, a victim of uh, pornography. And uh, by saying a victim, I mean what I mean is that uh, their partners actually are more keen to watch porn rather than uh, have intimacy with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, also some parents that uh, have been wondering or maybe they know uh, that their children are addicted to it. 
and some of them are involved. So there are different listeners that I I think we can speak to each of them. Is that all right? Mm, yeah. So maybe we, we start we start with um, those that are uh, active or involved in pornography. Let me start with my own um, experience. Okay, I I I grew up in a family where. Um, most part of my growing up and uh, my my mom is not home and my dad is not home and uh, my age between me and my next sibling my elder brother or my elder sister it's a big gap mm-hmm. so i have all the time to myself and um i remember as young as seven years old i have full freedom of where i want to go as long as i come back before seven or eight o'clock at night so that they don't go to the police station and report a missing person. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's that's all that I am uh, uh, asked to do, even at the age of seven years old. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't have to guess too much that I, I mix with all sorts of people then. And um, my, my first encounter was um, how I was exposed to it when a friend of mine actually brought this um, calendar you know, I think none none wow. of you would uh, probably know this old school. Yes, a calendar of uh, naked pictures of a woman, mm-hmm. and pass it around, and we will see it <laughs> under under the desk. You know, and some would bring it to the toilet and come back. You know, so oh, oh gosh, <laughs> it is. Um, and and grow up, grow, growing up in an all boys school, um, mm. we call ourselves you know jakona, yeah. so a lot. A lot of exposure since very young age. And then, of course, as I grow, they begin to distribute uh, VHS, you know. Um, I think it started with some some movies that have just some scenes mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, they call it soft porn, I think. Yeah. Soft oh, porn. Love scenes, uh, better to say. Love scenes. Love scene. <laughs> and uh, it started like that and they will tell you um, you need to forward it to which part and uh, we were all boys and actually to be honest um, coming from uh, a family that has no uh, not too religious and I, I don't come from a Christian family mm-hmm. I have to say that I have no guilt at all and I thought it was fun <laughs> <laughs> I <Okay>. thought <laughs> I thought it's part of growing up and I thought that it's uh, yeah something natural because all my friends are freely distributing it but somehow right. I know that my parents should not find out <laughs> that's all <laughs> and uh, fast forward to I think from one um, uh-huh. the Playboy magazine began to surface more uh, for circulation and I think some of my friends are renting it out for a few days and get a get a fee kind of thing and uh, the source the supplier has been their parents uh, they somehow managed to wow that's interesting okay yeah get it get hold of it and uh, circulate around for one ringgit three days something like that so so that has been my background and I only come to church and come to know God at uh, 16 years old mm-hmm. and the uh, the things change I want to tell you growing up maybe seven eight years old until 15 uh it's very normal it's a daily part of my life to to steal to gamble to watch porn and mm-hmm. stuff like that and coming into uh when, when i when i have uh, my faith in in jesus um suddenly there's something inside of me um change i i want to relate it back to those days where i think um 
I was like um, an angel in church. But then when it comes to Monday to Saturday with my friends, because of wanting acceptance, I, I live a different lifestyle. Right. Uh, so... So that being said, yeah, that being said, that means um, I'm continuing in the lifestyle that I, I used to be, even though I already uh, confess uh, my sin, so-called, and um, um, call myself a believer. Right. And it, has, it, it was a struggle for me throughout uh, the whole period. And now I think um, in uh, secondary school, it's co-ed, and I have goals um, surrounding me and goals of friendship. So there are possibilities of dating and all. Mm. So that's that's my encounter with porn. Uh, how I was introduced to it, and uh, and I I want to say what why I'm saying this is that I was pretty guilt free. I don't know whether you uh, know how it feels because I I think you grow up in a, a fine family, you grow up in a Christian family, mm-hmm. where all these values are taught to you since young, and. Um, Upon that, it has become a, a battle. Right. From a guilt-free state, it turned into a battle. And the battle is in my mind, you know, mm. of, of uh, watching and then confessing, feeling guilty, and then watching again, feeling guilty again, confessing again, and then stop for two weeks, you know, um, confess, feel guilty, then watch again. In and out, in and out for, for quite a long period of time. And, um, you know, going into the relationship as I grew up, it was not really easy. Mm. Um, and I don't, think, I don't think anyone has really sat me down and uh, uh, speak to me like a father. Right. I think that is... <clears throat> And an issue that uh, I, I realized in order for me to help someone, I need to have the heart of a father. Mm. Because a father is not like a teacher or a leader in church that you are keen to discipline that person or punish that person to the right path. Mm. Uh, a father is someone that uh, would know that all oh, these are things that... Um, any young people would go through. And right. this, this is also, um, as a father, it's my responsibility to um, teach subjects like self-love and mm-hmm. self-respect and self-control. Mm-hmm. So um, is, is this okay then? The, yeah, yeah. I, I think the direction good. of it. Yeah, the direction yeah. of it. And I think why I say it, um, in battling porn, what really is my heart's desire and prayer is that there will be more fathers rising up mm. to actually um, teach the values of the Bible and address the why pornography is not good rather than um, just setting rules and um, hammering someone for having uh, the temptation or the addiction of uh, being involved with uh, pornography. And I think it leads to masturbation. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'm, so. I'm sure, yes. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting that you mentioned about it. I, I think um, that has been my focus as well. When I talk to people, I, I, I didn't, I'm not so, 
I'm not as apt as you to think about coming from a fatherly position, but I was thinking of more of a non-judgmental position, you know, to come, mm. not to condemn, but to actually get to the why, like why it happened, you know, and why did it take place? And in my conversation with Andy, um, the last time we talked about pornography, I realized for myself, uh, the danger point for me was when I realized I was using porn as an escape. It was mm. not even for fun anymore. It was really so that I could sleep. It was so that I could, you know, have an ease of mind. And I realized that, mm. well, this is even worse than just, you know, mm. having it for fun. And, and so I think the next thing that I would like to talk to you about or ask you is how then we could really shift our behavior because this is a matter of a behavior and i think mm. you know we could blame it on covid we could blame it on staying at home for a long time <laughs> and then sometimes that's how our mind works right but how mm. do we ultimately have that switch so that mm. we could really have that change of behavior and have a breakthrough mm. so uh, i think first thing first for all the listeners out there um just because you know i'm a i'm a leader in church or i am a pastor um, does not mean that I have immunity to it, you mm -hmm. know, and the temptation is real, the yeah. struggle is real. I just want all of you to hear this from me that I have in every uh, uh, opportunity or exposure, just like all of you as a man, I, I am not any different. But uh, how do we design our lives? It's uh, to me the key to it, like, understanding my roles and my responsibilities as a man, as a child of God, as a father to three kids, as a husband to a, a beautiful and a loving wife it is in, um, I think it is, it is really understanding how my behavior affects the people around me. Um, my behavior um, either bring um, glory to God or actually would cause people to have question marks on uh, my my Christian faith. So so this is this is what keeps me um, from falling into temptation. I want mm -hmm. to say um, it it is a uh, self discipline. Mm -hmm. So in in that it shall lead to me. How do I actually design my life? How do I actually fill up my everyday life? You know, how do I utilize or use or invest my energy and my attention? Right. And I've, I've come to a place where I know my trigger and I know my weakness and I know, I, nobody knows you more than yourself, okay? Right. I know God knows you. I know God knows you, but in, in, a, in, in say, in human manner, humanly speaking, nobody knows your own uh, um, condition more than yourself. Mm -hmm. You kind of know. You kind of know that feeling is coming where uh, maybe you are stressed, you are depressed, or you kind of know that feeling that because it's an addiction. We call it an addiction, just like drugs or just like any other uh, substances. You know when it is coming. Mm -hmm. So how do you actually design your life to prevent uh, those things from? Um, getting too close to you that you make it very difficult for you to say no. I think, I think it is to design your life in a way that it is so easy for you to say no. That's probably the first thing. For example, um, you know you're um, 
most active into thinking about these things when when you are alone, mm-hmm. when you are tired, when you are stressful, when you feel not loved, when you feel rejected, when you feel you know um, unwanted. These are the feelings that comes to you, and whenever there is a hint or there is a trigger, um, you already set up your safety net. Um, how do you actually counter that? I think is to be wise in um, battling this. And of course, the Bible says when it comes to sexual temptation, flee, flee yeah. from it, and, and don't even don't even try to 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 think that you you can overcome it just by thinking about it. You know, so flee from it. There are so many ways that I can talk about, but maybe we talk about some tips. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, plenty of uh, software apps that you mm-hmm. can download to put in. Like um, I, because because I am a father and my kids are constantly sharing my gadgets with me all the time. Uh-huh. You know, I am very I am very watchful even. At the last bit of my Netflix, right? Sometimes there are certain scenes that are I I'm not looking for porn, but they are just scenes from uh, Money Heist, you know. Yeah. And I am I am watchful of all these things in 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 my daily living. So safe mode, you know, on it, and uh, I don't know. There are apps that you can actually filter it. Um, and I always advise those young people that I have come in counseling to place their uh, laptops, to allow themselves to use their gadget only at certain spots in the house mm-hmm. so that it is uh, open and public and you will, have n- you will not put yourself in a vulnerable state. I, but you I, know what? We were talking so much about guy stuff. I don't know how girls that are listening to this feel. <laughs> The, the last the last time when I talked to Andy about it, like, girls are mm. also involved in this, you know, and, mm. Mm. and I think of course uh, we can't speak from a girl's perspective on how they <laughs> no. about it. I think maybe because maybe maybe just maybe that they might be engaged emotionally. I think that mm. the things that you mentioned earlier, you know, I, I could relate to it. Like things like know your trigger. I think for guys, yeah. we are pretty much like we know when it's coming, you know, whether we are tired, yes. we are lonely. Yes. And, and yes. yeah, we we find all those moments. And I, I think knowing the trigger is something that I remember you taught me a long time ago. And, and to, mm. to identify that when your trigger is coming and all, because or else we would just make an excuse for ourselves like, ah, oh, yeah, what to yeah. do, you know, no choice. Mm. You know? But actually, mm. I, I know that girls as well, they are going through this. But speaking of girls involved in this, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting during the the MCO, uh, mm. during the lockdown, sorry, um, I, I realized that um, there was this trend of people posting, um, of course, more sexier pictures on their IGs and everything. And then mm. I was led to the knowledge of, oh, these people are using uh, this opportunity to actually mm. make money to sell naked photos or videos during this. And, and this oh. uh, particular... Um, I don't know if it's an app or a, a website. It's called OnlyFans, which mm. at the first glance I thought of it as like, wow, okay, an interesting way to make money. But the scary thing is like, oh my gosh, if a person doesn't have any principles, mm. they would just like, okay, you know what? I Because like there's so many stories you could just Google, like people who are like, um, I gave up being a teacher and I went into OnlyFans and I made five mm. figures, six figures a month. <laughs> like it's really good money. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. But I think when the principles are not there and when, you know, the understanding is not there, like, I begin to think, man, we have daughters and it's like, it's so yeah. important yep. to to teach them. So like you were talking about Netflix and like some of the shows that have it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you like, all right, guys, close your eyes, that kind of thing. Are you that kind of dad? No, no, I'm not. I am not. Um, okay. I know, I know sometimes Julie will fast forward it, but uh, I actually, I actually um, have conversation with Kira. I think for Katie, she will just say, ew, then run away. <laughs> and, and, and KS is uh, too young to understand anything. And uh, um, he's, he's only five, right? So yeah. not much. But for Kira, I treat it as an opportunity to, to talk. Actually, mm. just yesterday night uh, during dinner, I said, uh, when do you think it's a good age for you to uh, be involved in a relationship? With? I actually wow. ask things like that. And I, I don't know if to all the listeners there so i sometimes do tell kira that i don't assume because i'm a pastor and i serve in a church that you are a christian mm-hmm. i know yeah christianity is a personal decision and your personal journey with jesus so uh you got to build your own faith these are conversations that i will um engage with her and right. talk to her but what I learned is that I learned to date her since she's uh, uh, young, since she's a baby. I, I learned to treat her right. Yeah. I learned to respect her. And mm-hmm. I learned to... I, I was just th- taking a walk with Katie um, yesterday evening. Mm-hmm. And then while holding her hands, I just said, next time, if you're walking with anybody, especially a guy, make sure the guy is walking outside and walking inside. Make sure mm. you, you, you know people should treat you properly. Then she'll ask why. I said, because the car is going to come. Yeah, the car will I come. Want you to, yeah, you're going to stand inside. And if the guy is standing inside, you're standing outside, something is wrong. So I always take lifestyle opportunity to, to, to educate them mm. and date them, date them one-on-one so that they know how it is um, like to be treated by someone that really loves them. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think these things are are important. It's funny you mentioned about it. I just did it like a couple of days ago with Ayla. Um, mm. The same thing. I made sure she was walking inside. She asked the same thing. Why, Papa? You know, see the mm. car comes and bang you. I think this is something yeah. that we, we begin to learn and, and teach. And Correct. Little things like this would really equip our girls to be stronger and yes. to have a set of principles as well towards the guys, mm. you know, the mm. way they respect them. But back, back again to, to this, and I'm drawn to, to what you mentioned earlier about Netflix. It is so subtle right now. Like, it is. The, the sex scenes are, you could almost say it's softcore pornography, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. little imagination, little room for imagination. <laughs> and yes. would you say that because of this, it has sort of give people an entitlement where, oh, yeah, I think it's okay to watch porn. What do you think? Um, no, I, I don't think it's okay. Uh, I, I, just, I just have this in me that uh, imagine this is someone you love and someone you know, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. And I, I cannot, maybe I'm, conservative but i cannot accept that uh this is how you treat your body mm-hmm. and uh especially that uh the whole the whole temple has been uh uh destroyed so that um 
God can dwell in us and yes. knowing that uh, we, we, we are that temple. Um, it is not, a, what I'm trying to do is that I don't want to do it like a teaching, but I want to do it more like, I, I want to talk to the listener as in just imagine uh, that's what the Bible says, that we are the temple mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, this temple is whom God redeemed and paid the full price on the cross. Yeah. And until we know how to respect our own body and love our own body, I think it's very hard for others to respect and love us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so not conceptually in a, in a very real manner. I just feel even it's as important as you eating healthy. It is important right. as you actually, actually work out. It is as important as you treat yourself nice, treat yourself with respect. So I, I just, I just don't believe that um, for the sake of fame or money, you should treat your body in such a way. And, and when it comes to porn, most people say it's a very lucrative business. Yeah. And when we treat our body as a business and not as a temple and not, not as holy uh, as how God has uh, redeemed us, I think essentially there's a, there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. And I, I am also not saying that you try as a girl, try to play uh, hard to get so that uh, people will respect you. It's not, it's just, it's just <laughs> self-love, self-love. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and <laughs> I don't know then. Um, but, but to me, in my personal experience, it's that it has brought me guilt and it has brought me um, to be, thinking about myself and healing myself rather than serving others and serving others. So I, I told myself if I'm able to uh, have self-discipline and stay um, healthy in this manner, mm-hmm. then I can meaningfully think about um, helping others and loving others properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- it's, it's pretty amazing how you just mentioned all of those things because mm. some people might say that, oh, this is a cliche. Your body is a temple. But you know what? Yeah, that's Our what body is the temple. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and yes. How, do, how do you care for it? And, and so, you know, be, becoming a pastor, I, I begin to realize that sometimes you want to, to retell the story or craft another way to talk <laughs> about it. But the bottom line is that this is your body and how do you take care of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think it comes with age and at the same time now that I have a daughter and a son yeah. in my life, more than ever, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, why am I so foolish? You know, back when I was younger and and, and then during high school and my early college days, man, the detrimental effect of it, it was just so crazy. Mm. You know, but I'm glad to have people around me and I'm glad to have you, you know, mm. and friends who I could just be honest and real and, and yeah. just be open about it. But recently I, I was listening to this podcast. I'm going to get your views on this as well. Mm. So um, I think this was on the podcast, uh, The Minimalists. I think the two guys, amazing guys who yep. talk about minimalism. So I think they had a mm. conversation with a porn star. And I think it's pretty interesting mm. because um, they men- she mentioned about something that was very real that was happening. So what happened is that we all know that rape, teenage pregnancy is a real thing. Mm. Mm. But what she was saying is that because of pornography, 
all of those are dropping. That means we have come mm. to a generation where, you know, they would rather watch porn than actually have a sexual encounter with their friends or, mm. you know, go out and rape someone. Mm. What are your thoughts about this? Because I, I was just thinking and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay. It feels like it has a positive effect. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think the the story always goes around like this is a lesser evil. Right. Uh, but it is still not right. And uh, I think principally to me, it is uh, not sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an excuse and a reason. And it, it is tricky in a way where uh, we live on a life to, to say that it is not as bad as this. It is not as horrible as this. So can, can, I, can I say that, you know, if, if you got snatched teeth and I say that it is, you know, better that you got into an accident. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this you know, this is just, wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> imagine all your conversation is like oh I got COVID oh thank God it's not cancer like <laughs> and 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 if 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 it is a it is like it is a it's a breakup and then you say thank God you're not married like oh my gosh so oh everything you, becomes you. like that everything becomes like that like okay you have a, a business failure and you say oh thank God you're still young and you're not bankrupt um, wow then if everything is like that then there is no more standard in the kingdom of God, for right. example. Like, um, you know, at least he still goes to church, you know. But the, the standard is not about that. The, the, the real standard is about Christ laid down your life, uh, laid down his life, sorry, for you. And mm-hmm. you, you ought to learn to deny yourself, carry the cross and follow him. Mm-hmm. And, and you are telling me, at least he's not following someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and at least, at, least, at least he's following from very, very far. If we live our lives like that, everything can be reasoned out. Uh, but you know me, then I'm not, yeah. I'm not such a person. I'm, I'm in or I'm out. Yeah. And uh, I know we can argue until the, the cows go home. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, but let me just state my stand. I feel uh, if it's strong, it is strong. If it is not good, if it is not good, if you're wrong, then um, be open about it. At least we have a good look at the actual problem then reasoning it away and see what is the solution. And the solution might take time. The solution might be hard going. The solution might not be immediate, but at least we admit it and then we work on it rather than trying to downplay it and mm. um, go go round and round and round and uh, if this whole thing becomes a monster and destroy your marriage and destroy your role as a father or a mother it's too late it's too late yeah yeah I I love your views on that (laughs) I I honestly didn't think about it in that manner (laughs) like uh, you got COVID uh, it's not cancer uh, you know (laughs) yeah like how do you feel Mm, I, I don't know how to feel when you say Oh, at least people are not uh, the rape, rape, rape cases are going Strong, down. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow, that that just that is it's more than just interesting, but it's it's a really good <laughs> insight. Yeah, do I think you should, live your life like that? Yeah, do we live our life like that? Should we live our life like that? You know, I think the answer mm, is mm. just really no. And 
I think it goes back to principles. I, I, I like having this conversation with you. Um, I realized when I was, I mean, I'm talking with you, I realized that you're just going back to the basics. And, and when you look at mm. the basics, these are the really fundamental things. You know, a couple of things that I learned from you today, um, you talk about how we should come from a perspective of a father and a father yes. who protects, a father who loves. I think recognition to know that the struggle is real, you know, that we shouldn't shy away from it and talk to someone about it, you know, a trusted person, someone that will not encourage you to do it more, but really <laughs> overcome it. And I think yep. um, you mentioned just now how family has been a good um, behavior modification for you to really think about mm. the future. But even mm. for those who don't have a family, I think self-discipline is so important. You know, how yes. do I design my life? Where do I spend my attention and energy at? And I think yeah. uh, that all of us could relate to and we should practice is knowing our trigger. And of course, lastly, you you mentioned about the standard of our life. You know, what kind of standard <laughs> do we want to have? And yes. so, Keith, again, I appreciate for your time on this. Um, it is not an easy topic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will get you harder topics in the future. <laughs> um, Bring it on. <laughs> but but I, I love having this conversation with you. Thanks again, Keith, for your time. Yeah. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Thanks for all who are listening. Remember uh, the, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and uh sound mind or self-control. Bless you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Soul Food is part of a community and we believe that connections matter. Follow us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia or mine at Daniel Quillen and we would love to connect with you. Send us a DM if you've got any questions. Thank you for listening and do share this podcast with your friends.